All right, let's go. All right, all right, all right. I, 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 I like doing that. All right, all right, all right. Um, Tim, I, 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 I watched Ottawa and the Leafs last night. And again, the Leafs got out shot and yeah. they won. Right. They got out shot again when they beat the Hurricanes. So if you're, if you're Sheldon Keefe, are you a little worried about that going into the playoffs? I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. But... Um, well, when we were watching that game, Cindy, we were watching the Carolina game, and Carolina had a lot of shots that you called horse crap shots, right? Yeah, so what, which is what? When you see the uh, goaltender go down and like that and, and catch it in, in his bread basket, I used to call it the bread basket, and that is a nothing shot. That's just shooting on the net. That's, that's like you were I, saying, any shot that's like three feet off the ice. I, I used to practice with the Bruins. Um, for a half hour, and they, I knew that, and I and I used to pass the puck to them. And if they shot it any higher than six inches, I didn't mind them six inches, you know, ankle busters as I call them, and uh, either high or low. Second shot high, always the second shot high. I see the guys getting it in the bread basket. They count it as a shot. It's nothing. Didn't Hap M's will teach you that? Hap M's. I remember Hap M's. Uh, if, if I go back to junior days, I if I had a shot the puck high and you get up to about eighteen, I don't know why. He's well, there. tell what happened was that you he, you shot the puck high in a game and he made you shoot like well, how many pucks in a row? Eighteen like, in a row. And if I and and if if they were over six, six inches high, I had to start over again. And I get up around sixteen or seventeen. I'd get nervous up and high again. Oh, geez. Here I am. I mean, you never let on you're mad or anything like that. Or so I start all over again. And then I get up around 16 or 17 and up, go to the shot again. You get tired of just shoot bucks and try to keep them low. And good ones. You had to be good. You just couldn't get, have. You had to be zingers, right? They just you got to be zingers on the net. And he said, boy, he was, he was, uh, he was a tough coach. I went from him to Eddie Shore. <laughs> I, I I never I never ducked anything, and that's what made you a good coach. Being around those two guys, I never thought of that. Yeah, tell them what not to do. What not to do? If what you're a not coach. to do? Yes. And when I got to the Bruins, let's see now. When I got to the Bruins, I never I ne- I'm the only coach that never uh, insisted on uh, weights, weights. You know, lifting weight, and then I never weighed them, but I I could look at them see if they were putting. You never on, gave them a curfew. I never get. You I'm, never suspended. Well, night before a game, I did. Okay. Did you ever suspend a player? No, never. No. Never suspended a player. I get rid of. Ever find a player? Well, let's. No, let's, I never find them either. There was two guys in Rochester that were your leading scorers. No, you. What I remember that you would tell them it wasn't a curfew break. You told them you didn't want them to go to a certain bar called Yo, Golden well, Banana. In was Rochester, that, was that was called the Golden Banana in Rochester. I don't know. I did. I told I told the two guys 
uh, and I forgot their names now. I know, Herman Kerp. Yep. Herman Kerp. And um, anyhow, it doesn't matter. I told them not to go into a bar, and they were their leading scorer. And, and and you sent one out, someone out to check the bar, if I remember correctly, I don't to see know. if they were there. And sure enough, they were there. And then they were gone. Yeah, you grabbed your skates and threw them out the door. Then you were going into the playoffs, and oh. you, and you you were going into the playoffs, and you send down your two top scorers. How did that go over with the uh, owners? No, they didn't know. Well, Joe Fox, I do not, not, not know two other top scorers went down. Well, the I knew that. I'll never forget the one guy when I coached Rochester, Gary Butler and Jake Rathwell. They came to me. No, Rod Graham came to me and said they want some more money. They want more money. They do. And he says, now take it easy. Take it easy. I remember Rod, Rod I, he should have, he would have been a good coach. And Rod said, uh, take it easy. I'm just telling you this here. Just, but they we, wanted a bigger split of the playoff? Yeah, cut. they want. And I took their skates to him. That's get out of here. And both of both of you, get out of here. Jake Rathwell and Gary Butler. I never forgot them. Both those guys made the NHL, though, didn't they? No, I don't know. Gary Butler didn't. Jake Rathwell did, didn't J- Jake he? did. So, you know, Dad, we were, ta- we were watching the Ottawa game. And, you know, oh, yeah. Jake and those guys were Jake Rathwell and... and Gary Butler and Herman Carpenter, the other guys, they got you mad and you, you know, kind of got rid of them. But you, you could, you said you could notice if guys are ticked off and you think Kerfoot with the Leafs. There's no doubt that he's ticked off. Well, the reason he hasn't gotten a goal in 23 games is because, because he hasn't been playing. He, before he was playing, he was with. He was with, on the first line for some time. For a long time, he was on the first line and he, and he, and he was doing pretty good. Must be nice to have teams like that. Well, when you you said you noticed because he's last. This is Sunday morning on Saturday night. He scored the yeah, he and I watched nine. him. He was on one leg, and he, he just turned on like that. And the and the first guy over to him was Marner. Yeah, and I watched. Uh, yeah, he he's, he wasn't jumping around. So he wasn't he, jumping around. Usually, when you score the goal, especially and, late, they went nine shooters. Yeah, and he, he I knew he was going to. I said that little bugger will score, and he did. And he went on one leg. And the first guy to beat him was Marner. He, you know, he's a, because he knows, and everybody knows he's ticked off. It's not an easy job coaching. So, Dad, what'd you think of the goalies Bennington and Flurry fighting? Well, I, I, I. Almost I, fighting. Almost fighting. Almost uh, fighting, yeah. It's it. been more, there has been more stuff played on television about them almost fighting than <laughs> if they did fight. And, and the crowd's going crazy. Just absolutely bananas. Everybody wants to see the fight. No, the lines don't break it up. No, no. no so no. all the guy, everybody that's been big dough to go to St. Louis to watch the game, yeah. who's paid, who's paid the freight. Yeah. Not, not the, you know, it's not the reporters. It's the guys. They booed, and and Flurry was mic'd up. But I tried to get the audio, but you couldn't hear it. And he's going, no, 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 let us go, and all that. And then. Flurry said, oh, he says, I, I think the fans would have liked that. <laughs> I would've. know they would have liked it. I mean, the fans that pay the freight. So, so let's, 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 go, let's, let's talk about the, 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 the way it works now is the fans that pay the freight want to see the fight, but they cancel the fight. They, they won't, wouldn't let them fight. Yeah. Even if they usually... Uh, the first fight I ever saw, I'd be real. Yeah, like like when you were when you were playing, you've had a few brawls. When you guys played bench cover brawls, a few. Did did the goalies fight? I never saw the fight till Gilbert and Bouchard fought. 
and and uh, in Atlanta, I remember that. That was a, that was a big brawl. That was that was a beauty. I didn't think Bouchard could throw that good. Well, but Jill Bear, like boy, Jill, they uh, it, you know I what? Think Jill I, Bill Bear thought it was me. <laughs> no, but, but the, Jill Bear, they they were really going at it. But do I remember that? Because we're watching it. It was a TV thirty eight. Was Jill Bear and, and Bouchard both had long hair, right? Yeah, and I their hair it. was just flying. It was beautiful to watch, and they were really throwing them. And even when they like, usually they, they goalies throw a couple yeah, of punches he, and hold on, but they weren't. They were really good. What's at the it. best fight you've seen in Detroit? Uh, what the goalie fight? Yeah, well, Hexel Potvin's the best goalie fight. <laughs> I didn't think Potvin could throw him that good. He was getting underneath there pretty good. Hextall was throwing him pretty good. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a good gene pool. I, right? I would say that was the best. Yeah, yeah, Hextall's. You don't fool around the Hexels. Well, the funny things too is Flurry was mic'd up, right? And so they were, you know, he's always, his hair is always well quaffed when he's not playing. And so, like, they break it up and he's going to get in the linesman's has a hold of him. And he goes, uh, no, no. He goes, you got to go back to the goal. And, and Fleury goes, no, I want to get my mask. I want to get my mask. He says, I don't like my hair like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look pretty good. Yeah. Tell us the story about uh, Quebec wanting to ban fighting. What, so what? the Quebec Major Juniors, they looks like, like next year they're going to ban fighting. So they don't know what it's going to be. They don't know if it's a game misconduct or a game misconduct. And you were saying, and I, I hate to interrupt you, Tim, but you were saying. And what happened was during COVID, the Quebec League went and said, you know, a couple of our junior teams might go under if we don't get some help. So the provincial government in Quebec says, we'll help you, give you money. But they're blackmailing them saying now that you can't, you got to take out fighting. And one of the guys who used to fight, and his name is Enrico Caccioni. And then the only thing that kept them in the league. Yeah. He said, well, I don't want the kids to go through what I went through. And you will say, well, what go through that you're in the National Hockey League and you shouldn't be, but you're just because you fight, make a lot of money in the NHL, you end up in the Quebec government. And <laughs> with so, a good pension. With a good pension. So, well, you don't want that. That's but, a tough uh, life. So they're, um, uh, they're, uh, that's what they're saying anyway. So they were, it's not, it, it wasn't the league that was doing it. They're getting kind of blackmailed by the Quebec government, but the WHL just said, nope. I love, I love the <laughs> WHL. Nope. That's it. Nope. Nope. We're happy with their fight. Well, and the OHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll take a look at it and see how it goes, and, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. But the uh, WHL, nope, that's it. Nope, they're yeah. not taking it out. Yeah. But the instigator rules bad enough. Yeah. Well, my thing is, so let's say it's a game, it's a, a game and a suspension. Like yeah. you get thrown out of the game and you get suspended one game. So it's kind of fresh in your mind, right? So why don't you, like, if the game's, if you're in a playoff game, why wouldn't you just go grab their best score, drop their gloves, and if he throws a punch, he's out of the game and he's suspended for yeah. the next game. And you know, they, and very few guys will, will, won't throw a punch back if somebody throws a punch at him. So Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online sportsbook and casino. And if you sign up now and use the promo grapes, they match your deposit up to $500. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. Not is, too bad. Which is pretty good. So, Dad, poor Calgary last night, lost in overtime again. They've lost 20 games by one goal. 21 games now. And they've lost 21 games where they have outshot their opponents by 10 or more shots. Not just outshoot their opponents, by 10 or more shots. Yeah. But They never what? get a break, though. They never. They, they, they got... Like that last night, they hit two goalposts, 
and Markstrom goes to clear the puck and hits the referee, bounces or puck bounces right to a flame or a Dallas Star guy. They put it in. And hey, like, if hey, you're like Sutter, what do you what do you say? The team. I don't know. He seems to. He doesn't seem to be too upset. I I to me personally, I think that uh, the Calgary Flames are a team that when you dump it in and the wingers are gone, must must have been must have been terrible playing against our team because. If 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 the left winger was going up the left side, you knew was going in the right hand corner, and 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 that guy wouldn't even look. But the but to, we we talked about this, Dad, today. Teams don't dump it in properly. Like they don't dump it in. They dump it in to get a change. Yeah, but, and what what they do is they dump it in to get the change, and the guy stands behind the behind the net waiting for the changes. That's boring hockey. Whoa. Yeah, like I got to admit, like I'm, you know. That's pretty boring. Like, boy. Boy, that, that Carolina Leaf game. That was pretty, <laughs> that was, I don't care what you say. That was a boring hockey game. Like, you know, like you root for the Leafs and the, you know, they have the St. Patrick stuff, but holy smokes. Like if you're trying to. That was to a nice the, uniform though. Yeah, I liked it. I liked them. The they looked pretty good. I wonder if they're giving it away to charity, signing them. I never, I, I don't know about that one, but they looked pretty good on them. And they, and they won. It was a lousy game, but they won. And uh, well, watching your Bruins, Dad, there was nothing more exciting than watching your Bruins. When you guys dumped it into the corners, you knew something was going to well, happen. Well, if you, if you, it was fun <laughs> to watch. And you dumped it in that corner. And, Ooh, boy! And I, re- I remember, I remember in the playoffs, uh, Robinson was turning. I said, "Well, don't dump it in his corner. Dump it in the other corner and keep on going." <laughs> I would yeah. feel so But sorry. I remember him. Him turning, he was like he knew it was going to go in his corner, and he was going to get a head start on it. You know, turn, turn to pick it up, and I said, and they come over to me, and I said, don't, well, don't, don't dump it in his corner then, dump it in your own corner and keep on going. So, it was, it was, uh, it was something to watch. So, Dad, you know, some of the some of the teams now that are out of the playoffs, we won't mention to who they are, but they're starting to play a lot better. When I used to coach. Uh, he said, don't pay any attention, and I, general managers, don't pay any attention to guys when they're out of the playoffs if they start playing well. And what, that's what happens in the National Hockey League. They pick up guys that, you know, get 20 goals, 20, 23 goals, 23 goals, like that. But they get them all when they're out of the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a, th- no doesn't mean a thing. And the regular season doesn't mean a thing. Just do something in the playoffs. That's all you remember. Okay, Dad, last week we talked about how the Players Association got started. And uh, can you tell us about it? Because you were right there in the mix. I was right in the mix and, and right right when it would happen. And Bill White, I remember Bill White and Dale Ruff were the guys that uh, started the whole thing. And Brian Kilray. Well, Brian Kilray, what happened with Brian is they went to Brian and they said, you're our captain. You have to go in and, you know, and... And, and also, wasn't uh, he one of uh, Shore's? This was in Springfield. He was one of Shore's favorite players. He was a fa- he was favorite guy. He was a captain, and he's you know he, he he hesitated for a minute because he was a darling. He couldn't do anything wrong. He skated just like Shore wanted. Yeah, it's it's amazing that it, uh, the Players Association started in the American Hockey League, not the National and Hockey it, League. And it did start, and I was on the elevator, believe it or not, this is hard to believe, with, I didn't know Al Eagleson, but I knew pictures of him, and I didn't know Bobby Orr, and they were on the elevator going down over to seashore. 
And like at the same yeah. time. So we got a clip of Bill Wade. He came on the Grapevine show. Yeah. And, and you, you asked him about it. I did. Okay. Let's, let's sit here right now. <laughs> what was your salary? In Springfield, the last year, the first year. Doesn't matter. Tell us the first and last. I <laughs> uh, came to Shore at 6000 and finished at 8900 I went there at 45. Three years later, I was still earning 45. <laughs> the best is yet to come. The fourth year, the fifth year, he sent me to Three Rivers, Quebec, and I was earning 38. Lots of money. <laughs> now look, you guys got suspended. Right. You know, what, what the heck happened there? Well, uh, he was uh, getting kind of funny. He was on Larry Johnson. Remember Larry? Yeah, great guy. Uh, Larry, he was on Larry prior to two weeks, and then uh, we'd played St. Mike, or uh, Quebec. Beat them 7-1 the night before and called us into his office and he said myself and Kilray and Dale Rolfe were suspended for a different play. 7-1. 7-1, right. So uh, we went over to Jack Butterfield who uh, was sort of like the semi-president of the league then. Semi. He worked in the same bill of the shore and he did the ice. That's right. Yeah. He, the president of the league, this is what I tell you, did the ice for sure. So you get a fat chance. Yeah, so we asked Jack, where can, you know, where's it say in the Constitution that it can be suspended for a different play? And he couldn't find it. So uh, with that, uh, things weren't getting any better between us and Eddie, and uh, we decided to go on strike. And that's when Mr. Eagleson and uh, his partner Watson come down. I think, uh, uh, do you, I think Bobby Orr come in. Yeah, once. Bobby come down for, yeah, for a visit, yeah. Do you remember the team? That you, you know, it went right down to right just before the game, right? You were going on strike. Sure. The, the crowd was there. Sure. The team was skating around on the warm-up. Do you remember what team it was? At that time? Yeah. Rochester, Rochester Americans! <laughs> and I played for it! <laughs> we're skating around. Hey, we're going to work up a little thirst here and uh, we'll have a few pops. And all of a sudden, you guys come roaring out of the... You, you, and he quit, eh? That's, what the, that's the time he quit. Who's that, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, he was prepared to go the way to lose everything. Yeah. But uh, Jack Butterfield, they had investments there. They uh, they finally talked to him. Yeah, talked you to him. You just, you, Montreal Canadiens couldn't have beat you guys. You were like let out of prison. Remember that there that night? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> guys conversing all. No, we went like this. Anyway, how'd you get to Chicago? So was it true what you said there that the president of the league was Jack Butterfield? Jack Butterfield. Actually... Butter Drove the Zamboni for Eddie Shore. <laughs> while he That's was hard to believe. While he was president. While he was president. And while he was president, I wrote him. I wrote him a long letter. That I only got half, half my money because, I, well, I only got half my money, as usual. And I wrote him. Can you imagine? He said, hey, Eddie, you know, same office. And he did the ice and the whole thing. Jack Butterfield. And he and uh, he he was the president of the league. And he and he and he did and, and he, he did the ice for Eddie Shore. Shore. Well, that, that's a little bit of a conflict of interest. But you know <laughs> what I what I read with that was that before Eagleson went uh, to talk to Shore, he had a meeting with some NHL owners and threatened them with an antitrust lawsuit. Oh boy! And the owners pressured Eddie Shore to give up the to give up the team. And I, uh, that, we didn't think we were ever going to play that late. No, you were like you said in the clip. You thought that uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 we actually thought we know we'd work up a little sweat and and everything and everything like that. And I remember Bobby Senior from Kingston was the first guy out, and they opened that door. Montreal Canadiens couldn't have beat them that night. I don't know if people remember Bill White or not. He was a great big tall guy, 
and he was big as Dale Ruff, two great big guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was plus seven. He was the be- he was the best plus and minus, and which I meant a lot to me. He was plus seven. Believe it or not, he was the best plus minus on the whole team uh, when they went over to Russia. Yeah, he was the best plus minus in the uh, Summit Series in 72. Yeah. And he scored one goal, but it was a biggie uh, to get them going back in game eight. I remember him playing against him all the time. He had that low shot. Yeah, and funny thing is, he, he said in the clip that he uh, uh, the most money he made in Springfield was $8,000. Yeah, well, I, I said, made forty five. And you made forty five. And I would say in today's hockey, he'd probably be making around $9 million because <laughs> Oh, easy. Because he, he was good defensively. And, uh, the, well, he, and that's what they're looking for now. And he, uh, the one year he led L.A. in scoring. And uh, it's just funny you know, how timing's everything. Tim, I'd like to talk about Travis Jordan, uh, 35 years old from Colebrook, Nova Scotia. He was with the police force for eight and a half. Eight and a half years, and uh, as, as everybody knows out west, and they should know in the east, uh, the other fella, the other constable was Constable Brian. Uh, Thirty one was thirty five years old, and one was thirty years old from Spruce Grove, Manitoba, with the Edmonton Police Force for five and a half years. Was a paramedic before he was a police officer, and they were both shot. I, you know, I, I. I don't like to criticize or anything, but shouldn't they be told there's a guy in there with a gun? You know, they... Yeah, uh, well, they, they went to a domestic call, and I remember we interviewed Pat Burns, who was yeah. three-time coach of the year, and he was a detective in Quebec before he was uh, a hockey got into coaching. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know if it was on the show, but or talking to him afterwards, he said the one call that the police hate going to was a domestic dispute because he says we had no idea what they were walking into. Yeah, and he said, and he, you'd walk in and you'd try to restrain the guy from hitting the, the woman and the woman would turn on the police. And one time he got hit over the head with a frozen turkey. Yeah, the woman... Got knocked cold. Got knocked out cold, so, yeah. Anyhow, it's... Uh, I'd just like to say God love them to both of them, to Travis Jordan, Constable Travis Jordan, 35 years from Colebrook, Nova Scotia. He's with the police force uh, eight and a half years. And also Brent Ryan from Spruce Grove, Manitoba, with the Edmonton Police Force for five and a half years. He was a paramedic before he was a police officer.